A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ash Millman. Hello. And joined by Rachel Shackleton. Hello, hello. And we're going to dissect the week's news because there's some things a-brewing. Now I'm going to open this with a ridiculous statement, which is that a rapper, you might remember him, Soldier Boy himself. Oh. Soldier Boy, I've has... been Oh, watch Soldier me work, me, watch me, oh. Actually, I never knew, I don't. I remember him being a thing, but I could. I didn't know his song. He had that song, that yeah. one, Soldier Boy. And then song. my wife was like, yeah, he did that one anthem, which apparently was an anthem. Either way, it his... Was, it was, it was. A, it was a schoolyard stomp. <laughs> <laughs> As the kids call it. So, yeah, he's trying to cash in on that fame by releasing a series of video game consoles. Ten years later. Because, you know, video games. And so, yeah, he's got the Soldier Game handheld, the Retro Soldier Boy Mini, and the Soldier Game Fuse. And Ooh. apparently the Fuse is already a company, is already a thing from 2016. And he just sort of went in there with his Soldier Boy goodness and said, hey, let's touch this up and re-release it again. The problem, though, is that if, you, if you've checked out any gameplay footage online, basically he has produced them all himself and he's selling them through his own website. Not literally him soldering them together. Okay. But he's managed to do it all Soldiering himself. them Soldiering together. boy. Yes, him. Either way, he's selling everything through his website, which means that he's just get, got a bunch of consoles and put a bunch of games on that he has yeah, no licenses for. All kinds of illegal. It's kind of all kinds of illegal. And so, yeah, he's selling them through his website. And if you look at the footage that's available online, it's basically just a big old main menu, and you just pick, hey, do you want to play NES games, SNES games, PS1, Game Boy Advance, just all with the same, the right iconography, the right logos. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot's on there, Mario's on there. <laughs> Why not? Everything is on there. I mean, if you can get away with it. You can't get away with good. it. No so way. that brings me on to the addendum to this news <laughs> thing, which is that Nintendo have, have immediately sent him a letter. This is according to Bleeding Cool. It says, Nintendo has sent the letter to Soldier Boy, informing him that the design violates the trademark counterfeiting act, and that can include jail time. Oh. So <laughs> he's doing well, Mr. Soldier Boy, but what do we think of knockoff content? in general um, oh man I, I think knockoff consoles they're obviously hilarious because yep. I mean yeah. we all had uh, god when all our friends all had like playstations I know you had a playstation show um, I <laughs> you discriminated against the station there was <laughs> Shockers. There was always that one kid who who didn't have a PlayStation but had this like like <laughs> thing that had three hundred games on uh, it. Yeah, and the PlayStation. It's just hilarious because it's like you know I'm better than you. I've got three hundred games. <laughs> like, really, are you though? I don't know. Like, have you guys ever just when you were wandering around a random market, has picked up a console like that just just, just for the sheer lols? Oh, I, I have like the handheld ones, yeah, like the proper like rip off Mega Drive things, like not the official ones. Ones where they just stuck them all on. Yep. So you could play them like that. Um, I've had a couple of them. But yeah, very funny. Obviously bad for Nintendo, but very no. funny. And like, hey, if you get to play the games, then... I mean, it's, it's, I mean, looking at the, um, cause there's hardly any, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube, but obviously, you know, it's, it's weird to review this sort of thing because yeah. it's, it's hard to get your hands on unless you go straight through Soldier Boy's website. Yeah. Um, but the actual <laughs> emulations that he's using apparently aren't very good anyway. Aww. So, um, some of the footage online was showing, uh, Pokemon, it was like Fire 
red because yeah. just pretty much everything is on there. And people try to play Pokemon, and they're just full of screen tearing, and it's uh, just just a complete kind well, of to be fair, it's cluster just, wang. You get what you pay for, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, no one was going to Soldier Boy going, "Hey, can you make a game console, please?" Because that's what oh, we think God. you're missing. I just love that he has the balls to do it. Yeah, like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. That's what the whole thing is. It's just entertaining because it is ridiculous. I think somewhere along the way, like the, the statistics do kind of make sense yeah. because he would have just been like, "Well, the video game industry's big, and I'm Soldier Boy, so <laughs> I should do these things." But anyway, moving on to uh, slightly more positive things, the Final Fantasy VII remake. Where are we both on that? Very hype. Us, uh, very hype. It comes up in lists all the time, and mm. it's a game I've never played. <laughs> I just it, I need to play it just to be one of the cool kids. I might uh, crowdfund something to get you to play Final Fantasy VII. You're, the, you're missing that in your life. That weird blocky looking. You played thing. 14 the other day. I'm kidding. It does look great. I just I oh. have time. So much time. You've got the time. Uh, but yeah, I do. I'm really looking forward to the remake because it'll be good to play it on my current gen hardware. Woo. I'm sure that's where it's coming out. I'm sure it's definitely. Coming coming out as well. I'm definitely, definitely. not doubtful of it. <laughs> it's definitely Although this news thing comes from uh, Yoshinuro Katase who was speaking to Famitsu and said that uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is going smoothly as oh, far as the development good. goes. So it just seems that it was announced way too early. I think yeah. we first saw it back in 2015. Uh, that oh was God. the announcement trailer at E3. That's been a while. It's been a while. That's been a while. Or, but it's you know, going smoothly. It's, it's going smoothly. That's all we could want. That's so, all we want. <laughs> trailer? The, the, um, trailer? No, the, just smoothness. The general sort of like rumour with that was that Tetsuya Nomura who's the game's director apparently mm-hmm didn't know he was on the project until he saw his name in the credits as the announcement trailer came out. <laughs> so that's apparently how quickly they put that together. Oh, um, okay. Even if that's not true, I like to choose to believe it. Yeah. Um, what a guy, but, though. Yeah, so apparently he was uh, talking to Fumitsu, said the thing about it going smoothly, um, and when the, as part of the write-up, the different developers were asked to submit a keyword that sort of described how they were doing, um, and he submitted long wait. So Long definitely, he is, a man a, he is a man of few words. No, it's that true. Is, that's not a key word. That's true. It's not. He just sort of <laughs> broke true. the rules. But uh, apparently, Final Fantasy VII's remake is going to be episodic as well. So I don't know if they've yeah, got so around that. I, I heard point. that. I mean, we've seen episodic games work with story games, but for a game where a lot of people know the story, mm-hmm. um, it's. Oh, I don't know if it's a good idea. It's it's a bit strange. I mean, considering that like Final Fantasy VII is known for being one of the most immersive RPGs of all time, like releasing it in chunks Having is to just. Wait, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, for me, it kind of worked with Hitman like that. Uh, 2016's Hitman came out in like episodes and everyone hated it. But to be honest, it was one of the best ways to play that game because you kind of got to mine. I mean, it, it's a different structure for a game, but you got to mine like the levels for that whole month and then yeah. you got more content. It was kind of more consistent. Yeah, because um, that really worked really well for Hitman because correct me if I'm wrong, I've not played it, but you went to different cities uh, yes. in each in each chapter. So that worked really well for Hitman mm-hmm. um, from what I can gather, but I'm, I'm concerned about it working. There's a possibility that if, depending on where they, because they have to pick specific points to cut the episodes yeah. in yeah. seven because I should be played Final Fantasy 7 I haven't played Final Fantasy 7 I'm also excited to play me. it I'm also excited to play it on the current journey what is this so you said that but no I just sat here quietly because I <laughs> um, but yeah no I'm, I'm excited to play it on the okay. current gen as well so. but my point was going to be that Final Fantasy 7 is such an immersive thing and they're yeah. going to have to go back into it and find specific points to cut off if they're going to release it in episodes but that could have the positive effect of think, if you think of it like a TV series then you mm. get people talking about those plot points and those twists and everything yeah. so there's probably a way to do it that'll work out it is but a nice way, way to mediate on things but I think mm. for RPG and for like um, long form stories it's I don't know I don't know I think it works really well for like telltale games and like mm-hmm. as in the ones that are and blah rest and, in peace yes <laughs> and life is strange and those ones that function like TV episodes or points yeah. points in points in their lives mm-hmm. that need reflecting on so may, maybe this will work in the same way but I don't know if it's a strange way of doing long form if it's one plot point after another that's happening 
like if it was like next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think ultimately, I mean, if he says development's going smoothly, I wouldn't, I mean, because initially in 2015, they were like, we'll show you more in December. Yeah. And they just didn't. Yeah. So like, actually, I think they put out like a tiny little gameplay demo. But yeah. I think at this point, it's they, it was clearly it was announced too early and it's about time that they sort of followed up on it. Mm. So whatever. But um, I don't know if you guys are keeping up on the Street Fighter scene. I mean, but love me some fighting games. I also love me some fighting games. Smash is the best one going right now. But <laughs> Capcom insists on butchering uh, Street Fighter V even more. So if you don't already know, Street it Fighter V didn't have the best launch. No, um, it kind of released in like threadbare form and they sort of like just plugged content back into it. Um, and so at this stage, um, they've started advertising the Capcom Pro Tour, which is like their big esports fighting tournament mm -hmm. in the game. So I don't know if you guys have already seen the images, but basically um, they've made it so that like they have Capcom Pro Tour stickers just all over the characters, kind of like NASCAR oh. style. And it looks horrific. Um, so I'll show you an example. Um, we'll have to put it on the screen somehow. But you see how he's got the stickers just oh on his God, gloves. Yeah. So he's got like punchy just pro I got you, fam. I'll, I'll put it up for yeah, you. Yeah, we'll put it up for you. But that's that's what we're dealing with. It's just characters that just have stickers like all it. over them. One of the most egregious ones is uh, Akuma has it on his back, which is like where his main symbol is, like mm. the iconic symbol of that character. Kind of of Street Fighter, you can argue, um, just replaced with a big old sticker on I the just, back of it. I love it. I love all these audacious people just Madness. doing ridiculous things. Like it's just, it just it's just it's funny. So it's, it's their platform. Yeah. It's their game. If they yeah, want to butcher it, then butcher it. Like go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of it's their platform to lose. So the, their fallback is that you can turn it off. It's on by default, oh, okay. but you can go into the options and turn it off. That's but cool. that's this sparks a wider conversation as to in-game advertising. Because what do you guys think of that? Would you be annoyed if your game started having actual in-game advertising all the time? I think it's very clever and interesting when certain like science fiction games have big cities and you can have mm. ad have advertising have advertisements in them where normal real life sort of situations mm -hmm. would have advertisements like, like a billboard being, yeah like yes. billboards and uh, blimps and like rolling like electronic things more blimps we've got please. all of them in Newcastle these yep. blimps I think that's funny and interesting and something that's a comment on reality in a little like crossover I think that's cool shoving it in on boxing gloves and backs and just going hey is that a thing maybe a bit much but it's like Batman versus Superman in I Am Legend I know mm -hmm. not a game but that was really interesting because then it came like they actually made the film like, like okay. wasn't it? So it was like pre-advertising, right? Also predicting for, the future, foreshadowing, I guess. Yeah. I think exactly that would be interesting. Yeah, I think for me, it it depends on if you're because in this case, like it it. it doesn't really work in a game for me. It doesn't really work if it's a full price game because you've already paid the money for it. Therefore, you shouldn't have be bombarded with advertising yeah. to get something else. Um, I think it can more it can better work in something like Rocket League or FIFA. Yeah, something that sort of plays into the idea of like more advert. I mean, FIFA does it anyway. Um, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, different adverts on the pitch or whatever. Yeah. Um, but those games are still premium things, and I just I think it depends how you do it because this is clearly very crowbar yeah. in. Um, but I remember one of the first cases of uh, advertising in gaming, and it'll, it's it's not going to be one of the first cases. But I remember Alan Wake being talked about quite a lot because mm. the batteries you got in Alan Wake were Duracells. Yes! And that was like a thing. That's how you know they last long. Well, <laughs> that's what longer. they want you to remember. But it's like, I remember when that happened, just thinking like, well, that's not a problem. Batteries are Duracells. That's fine. Yeah. But there are like sort of weird little, not morals, but weird ramifications around the pricing of things like that. If you're being like sort of, mm. if things are blocking out different parts of the game world for the sake of plastering an advert on, yeah. even though you've already paid full price for it, I think that's an interesting conversation to have. Yeah, it either, it goes one or two ways. It's mm -hmm. either going to absolutely break your immersion because you're like, what is this? Duracell doing in the middle of this world. Or it's going to go, oh, hey, I recognize that from real life. That is a way for me connecting these two worlds together a little yes. bit. Yes. Completely opposite. So. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was going to say. Mm -hmm. As long as they don't, like, I don't know, put like a sticker on Shovel Knight's head, then yeah. I'm fine. But it's just cheeky, isn't it? But yeah. it's, uh, it's... It's very cheeky. I don't like their sort of business business fallback. Like, well, you can turn it off if you don't like it. Yeah. It's like, well, you just threw it in my face in the first place. <laughs> so I've kind of got to. I mean, on costuming is completely different, isn't it? Well, the it really? thing mm. is, it's sort of like they are real fighters, real boxers who mm. would have sponsors, I guess. Yeah. So. yeah. 
true. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you a nice little statistic now, which is kind of crazy. You remember the original Xbox? Not the Xbox One, but the I, Xbox One. I still one. have mine. It's home. The, 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 the brick, massive, oh, van-sized yeah. thing. It was large. So apparently the Nintendo Switch has already outsold the original Xbox's lifetime sales. Um, so this comes from VG Charts, who said that 24.92 million units have been sold compared to the original Xbox's 24.65 million. Holy bots! So oh, like, Switch is already kind of leading, even though we kind of like associate like Xbox is starting that platform off. So um, that's over cool. how many years, but the Switch has only been out. It's less than two years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's in 2016. Awesome. So it's kind of crazy, but it's a bit of a cool thing. I mean, I have nostalgia for the original Xbox. I don't know if you guys do, but like um, oh, even yeah, that no, old totally. logo and stuff. Totally mm. loved it. You could argue like, obviously, like that was a long time ago. I want to mm. say it was about fair 12, 15 years ago. Fair 12 was a good year. 15 years yeah. ago. Uh, anyway, something was, like that. Oh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> and um, gaming is huge now. Like it's much more popular. It's much more mainstream. Um, so people are spending more money on gaming. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's bound to happen. Oh, the general like worldwide revenue is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw earlier this week a bunch of Sony statistics leaked. They 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 revealed a thing called, it was called My PS4 Life. And oh, yeah, we, we did it. Yeah, we were all doing that. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did it because yeah, yeah. we have PlayStation. Guess what my top three games were? Well, it's, it's probably <laughs> Souls and Souls Remastered. Souls and Bloods and Barns. And, and so they put this out. You couldn't do it, sadly, because you're on Xbox. No, I got a PlayStation. I have PlayStation. I bought it this year, but I haven't played anything. What on the hell? Because, well, no, because I had everything. Oh, it's a long story. It's I had a long story. I had everything on Xbox One, and now I'm playing on it. Okay. So I've got like two hours on The Last of Us or something. That's At like least my you started strong. Stats. We'll get there. Um, so, okay, so Sony put out this My PS4 Life thing where you could put your gamer tag in, and it would tell you, okay, you spent this much time on these many games, and you got this trophies and whatever. And so basically, people realized that we, like, trophy data, the way it's always been put out on the websites, is you have a percentage stat. So it would be like, okay, 30% of people have this trophy. Yeah. But you never knew a specific numerical figure mm. like as to what that 30% was. And so when they did the My PS4 Life thing, it tells you like, hey, you have this trophy and 500,000 people also have this trophy. Yeah, that was really interesting. My rarest trophy, only like 1,000 people have it. Yeah. Mm. It was on Disney Infinity. <laughs> Big ups for Disney Infinity. I'm one of the only people who own that thing. But because they finally, because the thing is, Sony have always been notoriously cagey about their player data because it can, oh. be, it can be misused or it can yeah. be put out there. They don't necessarily want the competition knowing exactly what sells and what doesn't oh. but because they then put out this my ps4 life thing and they told you hey 30 percent is x figure mm. people can then realize well if 30 percent is this then 70 percent is this therefore the full game is being played by this many people one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when i travel i'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when i'm not at home and one of the things i love to do when i am at home is entertain and airbnb allows me to do that when i was in california recently i rented a house that had a great kitchen and when we were sitting around the table we we're all thinking we're in someone else's house someone could be in all of our homes as well if you have a home but you're not always at home you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host before we go any further i want to talk to you about today's sponsor masterclass with the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that 
with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. And so people kind of reverse engineered a whole bunch of stats. So website gamstat.com has everything on. Love me some um, gams. I'm a big fan of the gam stats. Pretty gammy. And so uh, everything is on there now. So people are basically, whoever's uh, crunching these figures is just kind of going game by game because they have to rely on people submitting their own My PS4 Life stats so yep. that they can then do the figures. But I've pulled some specific figures from this. What do you guys think is the least played game? on the PS4. Oh, just like ever. Well, not ever, because the least played one ever was this little tiny indie thing. Yeah, it's Um, going to be like a little tiny game, isn't it? I guess actually I'll throw this out and you can just react. So only 35,800 people played The Walking Dead final season. So that's quite small. Actually, I am one of the people that hasn't played that yet. Well, you're part of the problem, Rachel. I played the first season. Yeah, I think everybody did. With the Telltale game. I played the last one, because the first season is so good. Yeah. That's enough, ended there. For me, I was like first season, then the 400 days thing. And I did do season two, but then I dropped the hell off after that. Two was good. One was the best. Mm -hmm. I I, I was waiting on the whole thing coming out. Yeah. Before getting it. They might do that eventually. Rip. (laughs) <laughs> the RIP, the the good makers of story-driven things. But yeah, so basically if you go across um, the entire, like all the player data, mm-hmm. you'll sort of find that the average amount of people that play something is in the millions. So 35,800 is minute. That's tiny. Um, and contributed obviously to Telltale's like downfall kind of thing. Um, some other figures, uh, Pyre was on 67,500. Pyre is super giant's Pyre, game, yeah. which I adore. Uh, Fallout 76, what do you guys think that's on? Not high. Mm. Four players. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them are in this room. One of them is rich again. <laughs> rich and his friends are propping of Fallout 76. Yeah. Uh, Fallout 76 came in at 407,000. That's close. Um, was which you got a four in it. That so is minuscule. Apparently that's, that's um, yeah, for it's not good uh, for them. Uh, Farming Simulator 15 oh. is on 900,000. So that's kind of destroying it. Get out. <laughs> hey, the Farming Sim games have a, have a hell of a fan base. Oh, they're they hard. Do. They do. It's weird. They're difficult. Yeah. It's kind of weird. No, big up the Sim games. Big up the Sims. It's just Farming Simulator is like this thing with Rich just blowing up <laughs> it, doesn't he? Like, yeah. Although in, in just when we're talking about Farm game, Stardew Valley is the best thing. So I've got to throw that in there. It is. So another addendum for these uh, figures is that they're all taken from mid-November because by the time Sony put their their My PS4 Life thing out, all those statistics were taken from a couple of weeks beforehand. So all all these stats are relative of November. Um, Some things from the middle, Red Dead Redemption 2 is on 7.7 million, um, even though it's only been out for however long, a month and a bit. Didn't it have 
the biggest entertainment release. Yeah, like ever or ever. whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to have like some fat player. But it's insane. I mean, yeah, you compare it to like, you talk about like story franchises and story developers, Bethesda versus Rockstar at the yeah. minute. They're just in different realms kind of thing at the minute. Um, some other things, Overwatch is on 10 million, 200,000. What do you guys think Fortnite is on? Or oh, a billion. It's well. It's not as high as it's not. No, the, it's not in the highest bracket a of games. A seventh <laughs> of the world playing Fortnite. Oh my god! An entire continent just playing oh, Fortnite. Fortnite is actually on sixteen million two hundred thousand. So it's not so it's as big oh as you think. Uh, Rocket League beats that with twenty two million six hundred thousand. Which is I'm so a big many fan. Yeah. I know. It's not a billion people. Though. So let's get into the the highest ones. Uh, what do you guys think is the most played game on PS4? The most played game on PS4. I'm going to say is Grand Theft Auto Five. You are wrong. Ah. Oh! Oh, oh no, the pressure. Think, think of the big old franchises. You've got your football games, you've got your Skyrim. shooting games. Well, not Skyrim. FIFA, Skyrim is needed. It's going to be FIFA 18, or is it 19's out now? Isn't I will it? give you uh, FIFA. Uh, Call of Duty? Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Which Call of Duty? Black Ops 4. Yes! yes. Black Ops 4 is on 57 million, which is Ooh. doing very well for Activision. So uh, some of the stats in the top bracket. You will close with GTA 5, that's 55 million, 900,000. Only and 55 then million. All the FIFAs are actually interesting, interestingly quite close to each other. FIFA 18 is on 32 million, 500,000. FIFA 17 is on 30 million. And FIFA 16 is 28 million, 300,000. Oh, so it's going up every year. So they went up by 2 million players every year, which mm. is like, that's kind of, I don't know, for me, as obviously the people who play FIFA every year do carry across but they're still managing to bring more people in yeah that's so, good i mean good yeah. for fifa i know i joke and i say like the world does not need more fifa but i mean that's 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 proof i, I could have does. done with googling some statistics of some small countries because i bet that like 50 million 57 million or whatever is the size of like a small country <laughs> in my terribly geographically adult brain but maybe it's a thing let's move on to your friend and mine alfonso ribeiro also ah! known as colton because he's suing Fortnite alongside and there's so he Sorry, was that your I'm attempt at the dance? I'm trying not I mean, to whack the microphone. No, that's the thing. I tried to do this the other day and I, I it's not, you. There's no click everywhere. in it. Maybe there, there is. is. Oh, yeah, there is. Anyway, so he basically, it took him a while, but he basically realized that the Carlton dances in Fortnite and he's Carlton, so what yeah. the hell? And so he kind of like, you know, started this whole lawsuit against uh, Fortnite and um, Epic or whatever. And now that he's out there, rapper 2 Millie and the Backpack Kid <laughs> have joined in because the Backpack Kid did the floss dance thing, yeah, which is it. also in Fortnite. And people refer to that thing as like the Fortnite. Well, they refer oh. to it as floss but all that it came it from Fortnite. The Fortnite dance yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Whereas, uh, what do you call it? Mr. Kid was like, actually, that's mine. Yeah. And so those three people Mr. have... Kid. Whatever Mr. Kid. Mr. The Backpack Mr. Kid. B. Kid. Uh, they're all like mounting up together to try and do this thing against uh, Epic and get some yeah. sort of royalties back as to the dances that they created. Um, so a quote from Varieties uh, was from um, Carlton's... I keep calling him Carlton. Alfonso <laughs> Ribeiro, Ribeiro's <laughs> lawyer, um, who said that the Carlton is inextricably linked to the actor and is a part of his celebrity persona. And both Epic and Take-Two have unfairly profited from his creative expression likeness and celebrity without his consent and without compensation. Yeah. So Well they literally motion captured. Have you him. seen the side by side thing? Yeah. So one of the one of the gifts that was doing the rounds or might have been a video was just a side by side comparison showing yeah. Ribeiro doing the dance. I think it was on some BBC show. Mm. Um, and they literally if you have them side by side it looks like it was motion captured. Yeah. Um, so he is overdue some royalties. Oh one hundred percent like all these dances and stuff. Mm -hmm. I thought that they'd gotten like permission. You'd assume like, so. Yeah, you but, would assume so. Yeah and then it's also been so long so yeah. it's taken ages for them to like pick up on this and go actually that's well, mine it's weird well. because um, the Carlton's been in multiple games like it's been mm. in a whole bunch of um, it's been an emote order in a bunch of games it was in the Saints Row games as well 
well. Oh, was it? Um, but he never, as far as I know, unless it was squared off behind the scenes, I don't think he ever kicked up a fuss about that. Yeah. Might be because Mr. Ribeiro is a very nice man. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think he probably just let it go. And after a while, he's like, the whole world's playing Fortnite. Yeah. And yeah. I could do yeah. with some kickback. No. Because he is responsible very, for it. Very, very fair, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it's his dance, it's his intellectual property. They need to sort it out with him. Mm. Like, um, that's not cool. Don't steal things. No, and I think that, like, it's very easy for him to prove it as well. So it's yeah. assumedly going to be an open shut thing. I don't know what two Millie's dance is, but we know what the backpack hit is. Yeah. So, uh, and people don't know the backpack hit. I knew that as the Fortnite dance. Mm. So it's about time that he sort of got his, uh, yeah. his due as well. I thought we should throw us back to the earlier point where Go I was on. like, the, uh, the, the knockoff consoles as well. <laughs> stealing also bad for those. Like, funny. The Fortnite dance also good and funny, but stealing is bad for all these things. Stealing so is definitely they, bad. They definitely should get their recompense. And no one should upset Mr. Ribeiro. Yeah, exactly. Then he's steal. Yeah. No, not especially when it's Alfonso Ribeiro, the nicest man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's his full name. Um, okay, so we can end on a German dispute between Nintendo and the German Consumer Protection Authority. Um, because, and we might have, I don't know how much you guys have experienced this, but if you've bought games digitally, have you ever wanted to refund them? I have had to do that once, mm-hmm. yes. Um, it was Through something Steam. I bought on a whim. It was actually on the Xbox store. It was cool. so easy to refund, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, in terms of the console refund policies on digital refunds, Xbox or Microsoft are the only storefront that lets you do it. Um, Sony and Nintendo don't. Oh. And so there's kind of a whole thing. I mean, I think this is an ongoing conversation as to like you know consumer rights in regards to digital property. Um, but this particular case is more regarding uh, pre-orders. And so if you pre-order something on the eShop uh, you've, and you've paid for it, Nintendo won't give you your money back even if you want to cancel it. Uh. And so that's, that's before the release date, mm. which you'd think would free the consumer up to be in the right. And so that's the ongoing thing between uh, Nintendo and the German Consumer Protection Authority. Uh, and so from website Pressfire, who wrote this up, because apparently this originally started in Norway. Someone tried mm-hmm. to get their pre-order back and then they couldn't and they've uh, you know, started off with this uh, government body in Norway. Um, but a statement uh, from Pressfire says that Nintendo claims that the ability to preload games following a pre-order means that distribution has, in a sense, begun, despite those games not yet being playable. Which is madness. Mm. Because they're digital. They are, no, but if it is, the thing is, you should always be able to get a refund from online things if yes. you haven't consumed them. So if you haven't loaded the game, then yes, you should be able to get a refund. Mm-hmm. I understand their point of saying it's on your uh, console. It's on your console, so you've technically been distributed mm-hmm. it. But like, if you were sent something from... Uh, if it was physical, shopping. yeah. Yeah, like if you were sent, if you bought something online and then were sent it, mm-hmm. you'd be able to send it back, like clothes or whatever. Like totally. my desk is always covered in ASOS parcels. Yeah. <laughs> you can see what you've ordered online and then go, actually, that's not for me. Mm-hmm, send mm-hmm. it back. I haven't used it. Send it back. Like the same, it should be for a game yeah, as well. Yeah, I think the only potential, because they said like, yeah, like distribution has in a sense begun. And mm. it's like, not really. The nearest thing to digital distribution in well, in the sense that I think they're getting at is if something was being preloaded, like which, which I don't even think you can do on the eShop. Like if you're on PS4 yeah. or Xbox, you can already download the game. You just can't access it until midnight yeah. and so I, mean, I don't think you can do that in, on uh, the switch i could be wrong um but even if that is the case that I might think... be what they're referring to but they can easily I just, just delete it again yeah i assume that's what we're referring to but if it's downloaded locked and you send it back then yeah. they just re- rescind your key for actually you'd assume so yeah especially before it's even been released mm-hmm. i i uh, i agree that you should be able to refund a totally pre-order. i yeah. think that a general sort of reckoning is about is has been a long time coming in regards to digital um, products and stuff because i think that the steam store has a good refund policy the two week bracket thing which is what Xbox mm. uh, took over as well um, that's I think, generous that mm. yeah yeah I mean it's based on playtime too so you can't just like completely cane a game in two weeks I think mm. it's based on it's two you hours like play or hours, yeah, yeah. yeah and so like you basically fire something up I mean basically
initially, for me, I think that the consumer needs something to be protected against games like Fallout 76 or something that it is... It wasn't that bad. No, no, but the point being that it's not what you expect. It's something that maybe... Yeah, it's something that... Maybe, <laughs> grab your kids. But something that's potentially, like, doesn't play very well or is immediately buggy or isn't what you expect it to be. Um, there should be a way to go, this isn't yeah. what I want, and take it back. Because you would with any other faulty product. And it's just kind of strange mm. that even if it was physical, you could take it back to a shop and be like, this isn't playing Or just well. trade it in as Yeah, or trade it in. And so, like, if you if you have physical media, you have those way out, have yeah. that way out, but you don't have that on digital. That is so, something yeah. I would like to see in digital stores. Is like um, like a depreciated sort of credit that you could trade in games mm. for, for a new game. Mm -hmm. So like if you've had like Red Dead on a, a digital download and something else, then you can get them all together and say, I'm going to trade these in for a certain amount of mm -hmm. coins to go towards credit for other games. Mm -hmm. That'd be a really good, and that would be a good way of saying, well, we well, don't- A lot of shops do that. Kind of, don't they? Online. Oh, sorry, no, I think I'm in physical. No, no. no. I've been trading for years. Like the yeah. PlayStation Store, for example. Do you know what? It's kind of weird that they haven't mm. done something like that. Mm. And then they could just completely wipe out the need for refunds because they can say, well, you can trade it in for a depreciated value. Like mm. when you're in, like when you trade it in in actual games and they're yes. like, oh, well, you can buy this light bulb and set it back for less because of the market. <laughs> Nonsense. I mean, to be honest, to, to bring it back to... Okay, actually. We don't want the, the light bulbs. <laughs> to be fair, to, to bring it back to Nintendo, though, they do have a really cool gold coin system where every time you buy something, they, they give oh. you like a... It's like a 10% or a... What is it? 1% It's a version? tiny little percent. And then the next time you buy something, they'll be like, you have some coins. Do you want to take two pounds yeah. off your oh, purchase? Okay. So like, it's like yes. if you... I think it's like if you spend... Say you spend 50 pounds, I think they give you five pounds back or... That's something 10%, like or fifty pence. It's something lot. like no, that. No, it's like it's like it's like one percent. Yeah. Either way, it's a it's a fraction of the, of yeah. your price, but that builds up, and then yeah. over time you have this nice. And they say, hey, do you want it? Like you go buy a game and say, hey, do you want to use your coins instead? And you yeah. go, yes, I've got three yeah. pence. I will use that. Yeah, that's lovely. That's yes. also a good way of doing it. I feel less angry about not getting refunds. <laughs> like, well, at least they'll give you some money for actually buying. True. It in the it's, first it's, place. it's 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 tech all, but it's yeah. something. It's something. It works with physical as well. You just register the physical game as your game, and you get the coins from it. It's pretty good. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, yeah, they like if you're considering how backwards Nintendo can be, that's a nice policy and that's very mm -hmm. consumer friendly. Um, they could do with something that has, uh, they could do with a digital refund system as well, though. Yeah. Um, just because the yeah. amount of shovelware, like mobile yeah. port bullhock. Yeah. To stay away from swearing on YouTube, uh, that is on the eShop is kind of ridiculous. Even if it's just coins they give you back as well, that's a nice way. Mm. They don't just give you your money back, mm -hmm. they give you your credit back for the store. That's you can a, use it again. Again, another way around it that helps the company mm -hmm. as well as the consumer. So the way that it is at the minute, this lawsuit is over pre-orders and the idea of being able to cancel yeah. digital pre-orders. Mm -hmm. But I, I have to assume or hope that it'll snowball into the wider conversation as to digital refunds. Because, yeah, um, yeah Xbox are very consumer friendly and they've like taken Steam's refund policy. Mm. Uh, and Steam's refund policy is, for the most part, accepted as a good way to go. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it'll work out for everyone. Yes. So yes, so yes, you guys can let us know what you think down in the comments below of all these different news things or find us on social media. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tailford, joined by Ash. Hello, I've been Ash and goodbye. And joined by Rach. <laughs> Thanks for watching. I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.